0: Hey mama. today we are talking about a topic that's near and dear to my heart, is how to be a more present mom. For many of us, we struggle with this, because we're like, I wanna be more present with my kids, I wanna have more time with them, I wanna have more time for them. I don't feel like I'm able to be the mom that I wanna be, you know, I'm stressed, or I'm exhausted, or I'm not very patient, or I'm just like totally depleted by the time I get home after a long day at work or we feel like work is taking so much away from our family and we're not able to give enough to our kids. And so we're going to talk about what we can do. We're going to go through 15 ways that you can be more present. It's something that I feel like I've kind of learned definitely the hard way, as many of these things that I teach you and share with you from the heart. So definitely, definitely born of my struggles. And I am so grateful to God for the ways that he's allowed me to grow in this over the last few years. And man, lots of hard come to Jesus moments I would say throughout it but today we're gonna just give you the lowdown so if you are ready then get out a piece of paper or a journal or something like that and write down these 15 tips so you can think about how they apply in your life so you can really show up as a mom that you want to be for your family hey sister welcome to arm to the heart do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform, with so many expectations of in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army. Like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way, and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path, and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're going to find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformation so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. All right, tip number one, focus on quality over quantity of time. I believe strongly that balance... That sense of balance that we all want is so much more about quality over quantity in every single relationship and area of our life because we can be doing all the things, we can be spending even all day with our kids, but still feel like we're not showing up as mom we want to be. We're still not present to them, right? So it's much more about quality over quantity of time, so keep that in mind and think about What could that look like for you? And I know this is especially the case for those of us who are in the military or who have really long work hours, who have very demanding jobs, who even may have to spend extended periods of time away from our family, right, and away from our kids. I'm staring down three months away from my kids. It's not fun to think about that. And oftentimes we can feel like we're just torn from our families when we're in the military, whether it's for training, for a course, whether it's for rotations or deployments. It's a lot, you know, and we've already been navigating all this time apart. We're going to have a total of eight-ish months apart. So think about what does quality of time look like for you? Focusing on that is going to allow you to feel more balanced and to feel like you're able to be really present to your kids. Number two is to prioritize moments of connection and focus on filling your kids' love tanks. And, and your love tank too is going to feel filled when you do this. So what are those rhythms and routines? like? It could be something super simple and small like reading three books before bed. Those moments of a simple conversation over dinner, waking up and nursing your baby first thing in the morning and taking that those moments to pause and to be really present with them and to talk with them or sing to them or whatever it might be and be present to the the beauty of that moment of connection with them instead of you know checking social media, scrolling social media while you're nursing your baby. We can so easily feel like we've got to fill all the space and time that we have. It's so hard to feel comfortable being still but oftentimes, when we slow down enough to be still, that's when those beautiful moments of connection happen and the bonding and we can embrace that. We can be present to it and, and appreciate it and cherish it instead of just rushing past it or, or being like, ah, I wish they have a nurse faster so I can get to my to-do list. Or, you know, like, it's so easy for us to be in that mode. So prioritize those moments of connection and think about, like, what are those little things that, depending on your kid's age, right, they're going to fill their love tank and to fill your love tank of connection, too, and think about how you can incorporate those as, like, daily weekly rhythms and routines with them. Number three is to declutter your home and environment. This I know was a huge contributing factor over the first couple of years of my motherhood. My home was so cluttered and it was so deeply impacting my ability to actually be present with my family when I was at home with them. Because every moment I would walk past or look up and all I would see is all the clutter and all the anxiety would come about all these things that I have to do. And so, you know, I might have been playing with my child or I may have been reading them a book or I may have been nursing them, but all that my mind was on was just weighed down by the burden of all those things on my to-do list, all those chores around the house that I never have enough time for, I can't keep up with and I'm drowning in that I just feel like a failure in, Right. And so maybe you're in that place too. So my decluttering journey has just, oh my gosh, I'm in like a million times better of a place than I used to be. And so there's no shame if you're struggling with managing the home on top of everything else. It is really hard. I know for us, when we were working full time and, and trying to figure out how to balance that with having a baby and all those other things, it was like our home would just fall to the wayside. And I was even told by a whole bunch of people. A whole bunch of other dual military couples like with the best intentions that you know you're just gonna have to deal with a messy house it's the thing that's got to give and I'm totally okay with understanding that there's going to be mess and I'm not going to have an immaculate home I'm not going to have a super clean perfectly tidy home and I'm not aiming for perfection I'm not aiming for Pinterest worthy Instagram worthy magazine worthy home it's not going to be their season with little kids you clean up everything and they make it a mess immediately right it's like a little tornado oh gosh and it, it can be, feel very frustrating and feel like it's impossible to keep up with. But there's a difference between expected mess, the messes that come when we're living in our home, because it's a place of life and of joy and of taking care of each other and of doing things together. And if it was perfectly clean all the time, then we wouldn't be living, right? And so that's the other element of it. But there's a difference between expected mess and clutter. And working on the clutter, making sure everything has a home in our home, everything has a purpose and a place. If it doesn't have a place and a purpose, then it probably just doesn't belong in the home, right? Why is it there? It's just taking up space in your mind. It's taking up real estate in your actual physical space, but also your mental space, whether you realize it or not. And I know for women, we're deeply impacted by clutter. It's just such a source of anxiety and stress for us. And so you're just growing in in simple, simplifying habits. It is just freed up so much time and space and, and mental and emotional energy. And I feel like now I can be in my home and it's actually a source of peace and of rest. And- I don't have to feel like I, I can't keep up anymore. Which is a beautiful thing. And so all of that I would say is a fruit of growing in my decluttering journey, especially over the last couple of years. And it's been a long it's been a long road. And even in the last five months or so that Tim and I have been apart, solo parenting plus the growth that I've had in decluttering, it's been life changing. It's truly, I just have, don't even have words to describe this, but our external environment deeply impacts our internal environment. And so if you don't feel at peace internally, if you're constantly feeling stressed, overwhelmed, exhausted, anxious, then take a look at how your external environment is actually impacting that and know that if you're dual parenting, right? If you have a co-parent with you in the home, which hopefully, hopefully you do if you're stationed apart or if your spouse is deployed, then I just feel for you and I'm with you in that but it is just going to make it all the difference in the world when we embrace this as just starting the decluttering journey, not perfect, right? Progress over perfection. It just can free up so much of that ability to actually feel like we can be present. If you feel like you've got a pretty good grip on keeping up with your home, then amazing, amazing. Sometimes we feel like it has to be an either or. We're either, okay, I've got to maintain this perfectly clean home, but then I'm always stressed and I'm always just feeling like it's got to be perfect. Otherwise, I'm failing. It doesn't have to be perfect either and it's not going to be and that's okay. Okay, similar to this, number four is to declutter your mind. And so we talked about this a bit, but the more we can reduce the overwhelm in our life, the better because we'll be able to be much more present. So if you haven't already downloaded my Overcome the Overwhelm guide, it's going to help you get started and figure out, okay, what can I do to kind of triage all these things that are weighing on me, that are stressing me out, that are causing me anxiety, that are making me feel like I never have enough time for all the things that need to get done. If you're in that place of feeling like you never have enough time, I understand And it's so easy for us to be stuck there, but you don't have to stay stuck there. God wants to give you all the time you need for everything he asks you to do. And that is the truth. That is the truth. And so we are often carrying a lot more than we're meant to. And so this guide is going to give you a very simple framework. It'll walk you through exactly what you can do to simplify and to take things off of your plate because we've got so many things on our plate, but a lot of things don't actually need to be there. We don't realize some of those things that we're carrying that we're not meant to carry. Okay, so go check out that guide, go download it if you haven't already. I just look forward to hearing how it frees up a lot that you're holding on your shoulders. Number five is to think about when you're at work or if you're working from home or whatever your situation is, having a sort of closeout and a go-home criteria because it's so easy for us to feel like i have got to just keep doing more and more and more and stay longer and longer and longer because the work is never done. And the, the reality is the work is never going to be done. So we have to define for ourselves every single day what is my go-home criteria. And so what I recommend is having a talk about this in one of my episodes that goes into how to be more productive during your work day, how to get more done and also have more peaceful workday instead of feeling like you're just putting out fires all day on reaction mode all the urgent is overtaking the important so decide what are my priorities for today and I honestly think you shouldn't have any more than about three priorities so you have to get really ruthless about what are the things that I really need to get done and then everything else other tasks are a bonus almost but these are my go-home criteria right and then it gives you that freedom to be able to close your laptop or to be able to just say you know what I'm done and be proud of what you did that day and you can feel accomplished and fulfilled and know that there is a time and place for the next things. It can wait. It will be there tomorrow when I come back to it. So that's important no matter what. Again, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're working from home, I totally get both worlds because I'm in both worlds. I'm with you. Then number six is to decide, decide how you want to show up, decide what it looks like to be present cast a vision of that for yourself. And I i actually wrote out a whole paragraph of who do I want to be as a mom? What does it look and feel like to me to be present, to be the mom that I want to be? And then I would read that. I would read that almost every day to just, again, ground myself, paint that picture of you have that vision and then you get to decide you decide when you're casting that vision but then you decide moment by moment i choose to be and to show up as this mom because it does take that decision because i think again the world is going to pull us in so many directions all the cares of the world are going to pull us towards everything else to worry about everything else other than you know these beautiful children we have right in front of us and yes they're very demanding there's a lot to worry about with them right there's a lot to care for them that takes so much but there's also so much that God wants to give us and for us to receive that comes with being present in the moment also with them. And so a lot of it is just deciding, deciding ahead of time and deciding moment by moment that you are choosing to be present. And the other part of that too, I think anything that's really hanging over you that you're having a hard time letting go of, that's really weighing on you, things in your mind that feel like they're swirling around all the time when you're with your kids that you feel like you're not able to just look at them in their eyes and to cherish those moments and to slow down with them because you're moving a million miles an hour or you feel like everything is in your mind i understand let god into that literally be like jesus help me carry this burden help me carry this cross and then you can surrender it to him you can lay it literally in your mind envision yourself laying all of this at the foot of the cross and ask god to help you take care of it something i pray often is just jesus i trust in you jesus help me take care of this surrender all of your cares and anxieties to him. He cares for you so much. He wants you to give it all to him so that he can lighten your load. He can make your burdens lighter. He's here for you in that. So that just reviewing again, number six, decide, cast that vision and decide and continually ground yourself in the Lord and ask him to help you be present too. Number seven is to recalibrate and to reorient yourself. When you you kind of come off track or maybe you feel like, again, your mind is going elsewhere, you're wandering or you're just feeling very again weighed down or you're like okay i really want to be present in this moment but then i feel that urge to just jump to all of my to-do list tasks instead or to my work okay that's a moment you can just recalibrate be aware when that's happening first pause and let yourself come back god invites us to be where our feet are because the grace that he wants to give us is in the present moment he gives us each day our daily bread i come back to this so often as a reminder because he wants to give you the grace for every single moment But it's in the moment that he gives it to you, you know? So we can always trust that he's giving that to us, but we have to also look to him and be open to receiving it. So sometimes it takes that recalibration. Number eight is to think about an intentional greeting. So when you transition from to or from tasks or when you are I think especially especially you're greeting your child at the end of your work day you know either you're picking them up at daycare or you're coming back home to them or you know you just had a work call if you're working from home and then you come to them greet them intentionally I think prepare for the moment in your mind to think about how do I want to greet my child think about okay I want to have a smile on my face I want to get down on their level and open my arms up to receive them or whatever it is. Decide that. You get to shape that. And and I think the same thing with our spouse. I mean, oh my gosh, how often do we just we're just running back and forth and we kind of forget to greet each other and to show that we appreciate each other. And same thing with saying bye. Be intentional about the goodbye as well. You know, maybe you have a little routine with your child. You know, Matthew enjoys a big bear hug and then sometimes two fist bumps or kiss that gives them a sense of safety and security and knowing what to expect and I know it's really hard when our kids are dealing with the separation anxiety that comes in the, the waves and seasons of their development through babyhood through toddlerhood and man it's tough and sometimes we have those smooth goodbyes and sometimes it's like hanging on the legs crying for mom I don't want you to go mommy and it's just so heartbreaking and you feel all the guilt in the moment right so I I feel you and one thing that we can just do to know that doing what we can is to intentionally say goodbye and intentionally greet and it can just make all the difference in our own peace of mind and just knowing that we're showing up as the mom we want to be Number nine is something that I think can help set aside the cares of the work day and to shift into, okay, I want to be really fully present as a mom is to change out of my uniform. I know this isn't always feasible. Sometimes, you know, your kids crying in the car on the way back home from work and you're like, oh, they really, they're so hungry. They're so tired. I just need to nurse them immediately when coming home or whatever. But sometimes just changing into out of our uniform can almost be the symbolic representation of I'm shifting into really being present as a mom now and in my home and able to like leave work at work and just leave it out the door I think sometimes when it comes to our our desire to be present we just really desire to be able to focus on our work when we're at work to pour into that like give our whole self to it you know give 100% and then to give 100% to our families when we're with them and it's not that we have to have this compartmentalization because I think that's also a pitfall we can fall into when it comes to striving for balance we can feel like Okay, well, I have to just be this person here and I have to be this other person here. It's not about that. It's more so can we actually focus and give our attention to where we are in the moment and that's what it means to be present because we are integrated human beings. Our work impacts our family life. Our work impacts our relationship, our marriage, and how we show up to our kids and vice versa. If we're struggling in our marriage, it's going to impact the way that we show up to work. If our kids are suffering in some way, we're worried about them, we're worried, are they going to be okay? Yeah, we're not going to be able to focus in our work right and so it's it's this both and it's this integration but at the same time those those little routines and rhythms that we can develop for ourselves may help us to just make that transition and same thing maybe when you're driving home from work driving to pick up your kids making that mental shift so that you can enter into that time intentionally with them and be more present when you're with them okay number 10 is to simplify your meal routine I know a big source of stress and something that makes us feel like we can't be present is the stress of getting dinner on the table. And if this is really complicated for us, if this feels like a source of anxiety and overwhelm for you, or just feels like it's just this really difficult thing where you're like, I'm trying to cook a meal and my kids are hanging on me. They want a nurse and they're just crying and screaming. And it's just like, it's really stressful for you, then go listen to my podcast episodes on meal planning and prep and how to simplify this part of your life because you deserve. To eat healthy meals. And I know you probably want to pursue those health and fitness goals of yours. So, part of that, and also part of the energy and being able to show up as mom you want to be, being able to show up to your work and, and all the things, it means we got to prioritize our nutrition. And so, how do we do that when we've got all these other demands? We've got these little kids who really need us so much, you know, simplifying nutrition, simplifying getting dinners on the table for you and your family in way less time, way less energy, way less stress. So, go listen to those if you haven't already. And know that you don't have to stay stuck and feeling like that has to be a huge source of stress in your life Number 11 is don't be afraid to get out of the house So I know for me in my seasons of life where my home was a huge source of stress because going back to that clutter thing When I did not feel like my home was a place of peace. It was just a place of overwhelm for me It helped me to be present when we left the house And I know this can also feel hard when you have a little baby And sometimes it feels stressful taking them anywhere. I get it. I totally get it. Trying to manage between sleep schedules or nap times. And, you know, I mean, everything from our kids' patience to, you know, having everything that you need with you or to weather. I mean, I, I know it can be hard to get out of the house, but I think sometimes this can be really helpful. And honestly, I've had a lot of moments where we're all struggling. We're all struggling. I'm struggling to be patient. My kids are having a really hard time. And I'm like, I just, let's just hop in the car, go for a drive truly sometimes that makes a big difference (laughs) whether we go somewhere or whether we just end up driving and taking a few moments to pause i know they're safe and sound in their car seats we can listen to music we can just we can all relax and breathe for a few minutes like sometimes getting out of the house can just be a difference maker these seasons where i've been solo parenting something that can help is just having an evening routine one or two days a week where we go to a park or we go sit by the lake and have a picnic or dinner and just get out of the house and just change up our routine or even just go outside in our backyard or go out on the on the driveway and, and hang out out there being cooped up in the house sometimes it's really triggering for our kids and for us and it's just like can be really stressful honestly i've noticed my kids when they have the freedom to explore and to be outside and we can all get outside sometimes it helps everybody's mood sometimes a magic solution a way to leave our cares behind even just to feel refreshed and to feel like okay I can do this step back into the home and you're like all right I've got enough now patience and energy to handle what they're going to throw at me and to be able to be more patient and present through that instead of feeling like we have to escape all the time even when we're in our home and just numb out by you know I'm just going to go phone social media whatever i can't handle all of this but no you you're able to come back and, and to regroup and to show up to them in the way that you want to number 12 is to i just want to emphasize something that has helped me in parenting is to think about connection over compliance and to focus on that relationship so oftentimes with our kids we Especially if you feel like we're always having these power struggles and the temper tantrums and you're like, I cannot get my kid to listen for the life of me, you know, especially if we have toddlers, I think this is definitely the case, right? But when I emphasize in my mind and I approach it from this place of connection and compassion and even curiosity over feeling like I have to control their behavior or feeling like I have to demand compliance of them all the time it helps me to really center on that relationship and also to be less rushed. If I'm in that mode of, okay, we've got to get to the next thing. We've got to do this. we got to do this. we got to get bedtime really quick. we got to get you out the door really quick. Ooh, that stress. They feel that stress too. They buck under that stress, right? They're going to want to push back and it just feels like we're in those power struggles constantly but when i instead focus on connecting with them of making it fun how can we make this fun challenge to get you dressed as fast as we can if we're, if we're in a rush sometimes it's even getting Matthew to go to the bathroom I'm like can we race you know like making it a competition just being silly with it whatever we can do to connect with our child use their language their language is play if we can bring play into even these daily routines with them it can feel like that source of connection it's filling their cup and it's allowing us to be really present in that moment instead of just like rushing through all the motions and trying to get it done and when we're in that productivity mode it puts extra pressure on them, it puts pressure on us, and it's just like a, it can be a source of stress. When our child is having a hard time listening or their behavior is feel like you're in one of those power struggles, sometimes it helps to just literally slow down and be like, I wonder what it is he needs right now. You know, maybe it's crying, it's a tantrum, it's a reaction to something. Looking at it as seeing them in their own, the context of their own story, right now they are not at a place where they understand how to manage their emotions everything feels like the end of the world to them and so just understanding like putting ourselves in their shoes and not dismissing it or invalidating it or just being like you're okay you're okay and like feeling we had to fix it immediately but instead connecting with them and being like I see I see you're having really a hard time with blah 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 or oh that must have been really hard for you you know, I'm here for you if you need me, you know, and you're you're there for the hug. You're there to connect with that need in the moment and you see them in that emotion. That is what allows it to dissipate. When we dismiss it, when we feel like we've got to just rush past it, we got to like fix it immediately when we're so uncomfortable with their emotion that we can't handle it. It's not going to help them handle it any better. That's definitely been a hard lesson. We could talk about this a lot more, but man. So my point here though, is emphasizing connection over compliance the connection, the compassion, the curiosity, even when my son is really struggling for the simple things to get my older son. This is my almost four-year-old is really struggling to listen when it comes to the bedtime routine or he's just like totally not listening at all. Sometimes I literally have to get down on his level and getting down on their level is a really good cue for this also to connect here and looking him in the eye and being like, Hey Matthew, you know, I see you're having a really hard time with this. What is it that you need right now, buddy? And then just pause, listen, see what he wants to say. Most of the time he's going to be like, you know, I really want to play right now, mommy. I really want to play. Like, I don't want to do this, blah, 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 right? And then you can you can meet him where he's at in that. And it is a million times easier and better. And man, okay, so all this to say, this is what it looks like and feels like to be present. At least this is what I've, I've kind of learned over time and that is one component of it for me that's really important. I take a really conscious parenting approach and I've learned that over time and it's a little bit more trauma informed, it's more understanding of their own nervous system, their own development and it's it's much more gentle and patient and for me that is what it means to be present. I wanna be a patient mom, I wanna be a gentle mom, I wanna be kind and compassionate in the way that I'm interacting with them and I wanna show them what it looks like to treat other people that way because that for me is what it means to be respectful and I think it's really important. And that's why I wanted to talk about it today. As so well, will just kind of bring it into the conversation here. Number 13 is to reduce distractions. And a big one here is boundaries with your phone. A big source of our challenge in being present is our phones, is the screens of any kind. Maybe it's a TV, maybe it's the phones. So just be very intentional about setting those boundaries. Maybe it's like a phone basket, something is as like physical as having a basket where you leave your phone certain times of the day when you really want to be present maybe it's just having a conversation with your husband about hey you know i want to have a little bit more of a family rule for us where we don't have phones out during dinner at all That's a really big thing for us. We have no screens during dinner. I just want to set that tone of this is a time when we're really present. You know, even when we're sitting on the couch, having time as a family or we're reading or whatever it is, our phone should probably be away, you know, so just think about that and be intentional about that. And I know for a long time, I felt like I was addicted to my phone because I felt like I had to be on it 24-7 as I was starting my business and as I was managing, trying to squeeze in work in the little mom cracks of the day, trying to fit it in wherever I could, this anxiety that can come that causes us to be so pulled and attached to our phones all the time. It's just not healthy. It's not a healthy relationship. It's an addictive relationship. And I have a few podcast episodes on if you feel like you're addicted, if you're attached to your phone, for whatever reason, whether it's social media, whether it's just feeling like you've got to be responding 24-7 or you've got to be on call 24-7 or you feel like your work whatever it is I think many of us struggle with this in our day and age. We really do. And so we've got to set those boundaries. We've got to reduce those distractions in the ways that we can control. And the phone is really big ones. But think about what that looks like for you. And again, go to my podcast episode on this because I walk you through some tips for it boundaries you can set, some examples of boundaries based on wherever you're at. It can just be so freeing. It frees up our ability to be present because we don't have that pulling our attention away from our kids. I've seen so many of these like heart-wrenching Pictures and videos, and even artwork that shows like the impact on our generations and in the generations that we're raising of our technology and of our phones, and how much it's pulling us from our ability to just connect with each other, to be in relationship with each other, to be present with each other. And I know that impacts our marriage as much as it does our kids and our relationship with them. So I urge you to think about this. Our family life and our ability to be the mom that we want to be and that God is calling us to be depends on this. And so no shame in where you're at. I really want to just come in that place of like a lot of compassion towards you and just give yourself grace in this because nobody's taught us this. And in fact, our society teaches us to be addicted. It pulls us into the addiction. And so we've got to fight against it. We really have to actively actively fight against this. A big part of it is accountability. A big part of it is boundaries. A big part of it is turning to God and asking him for the grace to show you how to do this and the discipline to do it and and the obedience when he's calling you to do it. I mean, I have like truly had to ah, uh, grow in so much obedience in this because it's so tempting. It's so tempting, but it is a temptation from the enemy that's pulling us from being the mom that God wants us to be for our kids and that, that you can be for your kids. Number 14 is time blocking. So focus time for your work, focus time for your family. And a big part of this is if you're a business owner like me, man, or if you're working from home, what do we need to do to have those boundaries where this is our focus time for work, then this is my time that I can focus on my family. So time blocking is a big part of this. And then also asking for help and support. If what you need is focus time for your work so that You don't have to be multitasking when you're with your kids, so you don't have to have your phone out when you're with your kids, so that you don't have to try to be typing on your laptop and responding to their needs and just them being like, mom, like, mom, mom, trying to get your attention, trying to ask you for help or begging you to play when you're like, oh, I just got to finish up this thing. I've been there more times than I care to admit, and I have grown so much in my ability to close my laptop to put my phone away to put my work away and to focus fully on my family when it's time to focus on my family and that is a discernment it's a continual discernment and that's where God's grace really comes in because we've got to ask him what that should look like for us and it's especially hard when we're on our own when we're solo parenting when we may not have that support system or that spouse that we can turn to and be like, hey, honey, can you take care of the kids for a little bit while I take this focus time for work? So we might have to get creative with that. Might mean we've got to wake up earlier or we are more efficient in the work that we've got to do. We've got to be more productive in those work blocks. We've got to know exactly what we need to do in those work blocks so that we can get what is what needs to get done done. We can declutter our home so that we're not spending way more time than we need to trying to manage the home, but we have systems in place for those things. We have things automated. We know what to delegate. I think there's so many things there, but either way, having the ability to focus on work and focus on family, again, it's not a compartmentalization as much, but it's more so it gives you that freedom to be present. And man, that freedom has completely changed my world. I didn't realize the prison I was trapped in and feeling like I always had to do work when I was with my family, whether it was be productive in my business or getting all these things done around the home, like that is what pulls us from being present with them. So the more we can learn like what it takes to focus in the moment and to have systems in place where we know there's a time and place in my calendar, in my life, in my daily, weekly, monthly routine to get these kinds of things done. Therefore, I can focus on my family when it's time to focus on my family. Ah, oh, man, that is freedom, my friend. That is peace. That is showing up. The way that God wants us to for everything he calls us to do and who he calls us to be as a mom. And it's a beautiful thing that he's inviting you into. And it's something we can grow in. We don't have to stay stuck. And it takes both learning some of these mindset things but it's also a skill set we can develop so that's a beautiful thing is we can always grow into this and in the seasons of life as they evolve and as we get stretched as new babies come as new responsibilities come new opportunities right new challenges like being stationed apart get deployment or like a big military move whatever it is that is thrown at us in life and whatever challenges may arise That's the invitation. God calls us to grow. And so when we're open to growing, there's so much more potential. We never have to stay stuck. You are never stuck. Have you thought about that before? You probably feel stuck in some areas of your life right now, but you are never stuck. You don't have to stay there. There's help. There's hope. There's healing. There's support. Okay, so I can help you figure out where you feel stuck and where you don't have to feel stuck by just one one one-on-one coaching session. We can do that. We can even do it in a discovery call for 15 minutes. That's all we need to figure out where you feel stuck, where you actually are not. But then also we can help you figure out a way forward, a plan, a step-by-step that helps you to move out of that hole that you feel like you're in, that struggle, that valley, to move into a place where you feel like there's hope, you feel empowered, you don't feel like a victim anymore. All right, then the last thing, as we're talking about discernment, this is really how we bring God into it, how we bring faith into it, how we help him shape our priorities and how we are present to those priorities, how we protect those priorities. The last thing is an examination of conscience. And this is something that if you're Catholic, you probably know this well. The examination of conscience is basically just repenting. It's thinking about all the ways that we've fallen short, of who God wants us to be, where we've fallen into sin and temptation, or we haven't shown up as a mom that we want to be, as we know we should be, right? So you're probably feeling pretty weighed down by mom guilt in one form or another on a day-to-day basis. And you're probably just beating yourself up about it. But instead of beating yourself up, examine it fully, repent in the ways that you need to like bring it to the Lord and ask him to come into those places to redeem, to restore, to give you his mercy and his grace, make that resolution to show up differently the next day, right? That's the intentionality with which we are invited to live our Christian life and just our, our motherhood. And it's, again, it's this constant growth mindset. Being sorry for what we've done, but also what we've failed to do, maybe sometimes. That repentance, that continual turning back to the Lord, renewing of our heart and of our mind and our soul and our relationships, it's just beautiful. When we don't show up as mommy we want to be for our kids. Are we willing to apologize? Are we willing to come and say, you know what? I'm so sorry that I yelled at you. I'm so sorry. Mommy had a really hard day and, you know, I, I didn't love you in the way that I want to. Will you forgive me, please? Let's try again. Let's try again right now. Let's try again tomorrow. We're going to have a better day tomorrow. And embrace. Come into that hug and let that be restored and show your child what God's mercy means in your relationship too. But part of that is being willing to receive the mercy God wants to give you. Because then we can be an extension of that to our kids and we can just be a vessel for him in that way. You know? when we allow like those floodgates of grace to be opened up in our own hearts, like in those areas where we feel shame or we feel guilt or we're like weighed down by all of this. of like, I can't be the mom that I want to be. And you're just beating yourself up about it. Let God into that because that is where he can bring healing. He can bring hope. He can bring renewal. He can show you a way forward. He can help you be intentional there. He can give you the path because he is he's going to light that path for you. He's a lamp unto our feet, you know, and his, his mercy, his grace is new every single morning. So we can always have the opportunity to begin again. All right, my friend. So that is the 15 different ways, different tips, but I encourage you to journal about this. I encourage you to pray about it. I encourage you to hop on a call with me if you want to go through these things and, and really feel like you have accountability in them. Because for me, that's made all the difference in the world. Like literally what has helped me become a more present mom is to receive coaching. I'm not even kidding you. That is what helped me to grow tremendously in this over the last few years and we're not meant to do this alone. You know that's part of building our village. There's been no greater investment in my own ability to be the mom that I want to be for my kids. There's no greater investment that I made in my family life and in my children than actually investing in my own growth and so if that's something that you feel like would benefit you then I would love to hop on a call with you. I would love to just be able to connect with you and hear where you are in the season and what's on your heart what's been a struggle for you and then we can make a way forward because you don't have to stay stuck right god wants more for you than this and so he calls you to be present he's inviting you to be present he's inviting you to grow into the mom that you can be where you can experience more peace and more joy in your motherhood where you can experience that presence and the balance that comes with that because the freedom that comes when we are able to be present that leads to fulfillment, that leads to a much greater balance, where no matter how little time we get to spend with our kids, because of all that our work demands of us, right, the season of life, maybe you are, are ready to move on from the military, but you're not in that season yet, because you still have a service obligation, or maybe you're discerning that no matter what, you're feeling like, you know, I, I'm not spending enough time with my kids, focus on quality of time, and this is how we do it, and we apply them in little ways, and we get better every single day, We show up more as a mom we want to be every single day. And God gives us the grace to do that when we lean on him, okay? So I'm praying for you, and I hope that this blessed you today. And I encourage you, if this show has been helpful to you, if any of these tips today have been helpful to you, if you are new and this benefited you in any way, or if you've been coming back over and over again and I haven't heard from you, please, please take a moment and just one minute, not even a minute, leave a quick review, in a rating on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to thank me. And it's the best way to also get this show out to more women who need it. It increases the visibility on the podcast platforms. So if anybody searches, you know, Military Mom or anything like that, it's going to help more women to find this. And I know I wish I had something like this. I just, I'm here to be who I needed. That's really what God has put on my heart and to fill the gaps that I see. And so I just pray that I can be a vessel for the Lord in that way and to always direct you back to Him at the end of the day because He's given you exactly what you need to be the mom that you're meant to be for your child and there's no better mom out there than you for your sweet babies and so don't forget that too you're doing an amazing job and i encourage you to just be compassionate with yourself through all of this give yourself a lot of grace allow yourself to receive the grace god wants to give you more importantly and this is really about getting curious about these things too so approach it from that lens of holy curiosity and of compassion with yourself know that that's the best way forward So I'm here for you if I can support you in any way and I'm cheering you on and I'll talk to you soon.